because I was deep. I was deep in the pits of despair, right? And I think everyone was wearing the sweatpants and the same shirt for a long time. Fabulous to meet you. Do, 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 do. This is what this podcast is going to be all about. It's going to be just us meeting at a party, you asking me, me asking you, finding out about each other, and I actually can't wait. So we're going to just start and go for it. And Unison Colthurst, you are fabulous. Yeah. I saw you across across the room in a Facebook group somewhere. I can't remember where. And I said to myself, I want to meet that woman. And that's when I reached out to you and you said, yes, let's chat. You remember? And then we did an interview and then I lost the interview. <laughs> it was it was magical, but I, I know this is going to be even more magical. Know, that was, that was a wonderful conversation. Oh yeah. It was amazing. You are unison. You live somewhere in the States. Yes. I'm in, um, I'm in sunny San Diego, San Diego, California. And, um, yeah, I, I love it here. Yes. Not a singer, music teacher, but, but also a singer, oh, a singer and a songwriter. But what I wanted to say about fashion, because this is all about, you know, just like that, that's what attracted you to me was fashion. It was fashion and also your business sense, right? Because I saw those amazing ads that you put out on, I think it was Instagram, your stories. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh my word, this woman knows what she's doing to attract attention using Instagram stories. I was blown away by how you use them. It was in COVID, you know, like during the, the, the pits kind of like when everyone was, I don't know. I really think that I I hit my lowest of lows during the time. Like, and I'm a school music teacher and I'm, you know, teaching virtually. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think I want to do this anymore. And I really enjoyed doing that for 22 years. And I just realized there were some things about being at home that I really enjoyed that I was missing out on with my own family. And then, um, I, I decided to make a shift, you know, I wanted to help other people get organized and how, um, you know, throwing away clutter, throwing away things that we don't use, or that's just taking up space helps us physically shift energy that helps us shift internal energy. Right. And I just noticed a huge shift in myself and, um, And I thought, you know what I love more than anything is sitting on a girlfriend's bed with a glass of wine and telling her to throw that dress out because it doesn't look good or, you know, you know, get rid of that. Oh, that reminds you of so-and-so and things like that. And I was like, I think I could make a business of this, like really the energetics behind what we put on our body, surround ourselves with how we live this one life, right? And, um, so I started making that shift right about like a year and a half ago. And for me, I think I fell into the fashion kind of stuff when I realized I was in the slump, you know, I was really like getting deep into depression and I realized I wanted to do some kind of a project. So I set out to do, this was two years ago. I set out to do, um, uh, I love Christmas carols. I love old Christmas vintage, like holiday songs. And so in December, I said, I'll do 25 Christmas carols in 25 days. And I recorded and did a video for each one. I saw them. They were absolutely amazing. So that I could learn how to use the video equipment and how I could, you know, use my talents. But what I noticed was happening was every day I got dressed and I got dressed to do a fun video. 
And then I started having more fun. When I put on different clothes, I felt better. And there is that, I don't know if you have this same saying that we do, but like pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Yes. You, you know yes. Yeah? yes. I know that saying. I felt like that's what, what was happening. Like I was down in the slumps, but then I would get dressed and I would put on my makeup and I put on jewelry and I would think about what I wanted to wear that day on a video. And it brought me to life. And I really felt something come alive that wasn't there before. And then people started noticing my clothes and, um, and, and it was bringing more people joy. And it brought you joy and it brought them joy and it made the whole world a better place. And can I just ask you something? You don't seem to worry too much, which I just love about wearing clothes that make you look a certain way, that make you look younger or make you look thinner or make you look anything like that. You just, it appears, put on clothes that you absolutely love, that's light, that lights you up, that lights everybody else up. And what's not to love? You know, it's so interesting too, because I, um, I'm huge. I am like, <laughs> if you met me, I'm six foot tall. Yes, I know so that I'm cool. I'm very tall and um, I'm a large person. I'm 250 pounds. And um, I spent a, I'm going to say a good portion of my, my life thinking like when I lose weight, then I'll buy the clothes that make me feel this way. And then someone said to me, don't you deserve to be fabulous at any weight? What a clever person. Was it me? No. And it just like hit me. I'm like, what have I been waiting for? Oh, amazing. You know? And um, I've been up and down the scale and I started putting on clothes that I thought I couldn't wear because like my midsection, I've had two children, whatever it is. And I realized I look fabulous. Oh, No one cares about my belly. (laughs) That's the truth, isn't it? That is the truth. And the more that you wear clothes that support you and your energy, the better for everybody, the better for you. It's just amazing. You know, people actually don't realize the energy of clothes. And um, I just I just love that. So before we carry on, I mustn't forget because I have to be quite disciplined a little bit in my interviews. And that is that, did you think of five of your most fabulous things? Did you have a chance? So I was thinking about five fabulous, like it just experiences. Yes. Yes. And you share one and I'll share one. How's that? I love that. I love it. Will you go first to give me a little little taste? I wrote, I wrote mine down. So let me say my first one is, you know, that moment when you wake up in the morning and you're just coming out of sleep, but you're not quite conscious that little moment in time. I love. That's one of my absolute most fabulous times. And somehow I suppose there is some sort of consciousness because I know that I'm in that time. And it's just see if you can notice it. So it's just as you're waking up, but not quite conscious. It's a it's a it's a moment in time and it's just absolutely delicious. That's one of my most fabulous things. Bef- that's bef- before the alarm clock scares <laughs> No, that's great. I love that time. There is, um, this might, this might roll into one of mine, but I, um, again, being a singer, I studied, um, Scandinavian, mostly Finnish folk music. 
Um, and one of my, I know, one of my all-time favorite songs, um, it's a Finnish folk song. I have, I have toured Scandinavia and, and sang this song, but it is about that moment in time. Now we know that the, um, the Finns and the Scandinavians have a very melancholy view of, of life and love and, and it can be dark. So this is a beautiful love song about that moment in time when you first wake up, like you were talking about, and your hand falls to the side of the bed and it's warm and you feel love. Yes. You know, you just, you feel love. And then of course the song takes a deep turn, a dark turn where it says, <laughs> because it's the sun shining in because he's been long gone for years. He's dead. I mean, oh, you know, okay. but, but the beauty of that is that one moment where you are in that moment of, and then you're happy the rest of the day because you just remembered that feeling. So I that know. moment is a powerful moment, but <laughs> I'm really enjoying my children right now. I have a five-year-old and a six-year-old and my, my five-year-old, I thought he was sleeping the other night. And then I hear the bathroom light click on and, um, he's in there a very long time. So I go, I go, go figure it out. And I should show you this picture. He's, he has red marker all over his face. I saw and, that picture on Facebook. <laughs> and it really looked like he was like a contouring expert almost. I, I had to, in that moment, decide, you know, was I going to be upset parent or, you know, things like that. And I just, I loved that moment, you know, like him, like not knowing what was going to happen and me just like, giggling and laughing and wanting to take a picture of that. And that's what I want to be as a parent, you know, like let them experience things. And yeah, it was not fun to clean up, but like, I don't know. I just, that, that was a, a happy moment for me just even this week. That yeah. will become one of your most fabulous memories because I had that also with one of my kids with the black marker on my white sheets, brand new white sheets. And at the time I was so angry but now I still have those sheets. And every time they come out of the, the cupboard, I go, oh, my gosh, remember. And it's now one of my most fabulous possessions. Oh so God. cherish those moments. They, they are so fleeting and they go so quickly. My kids are all teenagers now. They're almost my job is almost done as a, you know, an everyday mother. And um, it goes so quickly. So you did the right thing. That's really going to become one of your most fabulous memories. I love that. Oh, thank you. Just like being able to stop and think for a moment, like how do I want to impact this human being in yeah. this moment? Yeah. Because he is my responsibility, Absolutely. you know, and like, just, it was fun. It was fun. So in this new fabulous way of dressing, you've really um, changed so much, haven't you, from how you used to dress to now? I mean, now, how would you describe your style? I would describe myself as colorful, eclectic, Bold, fun, fun. Amazing. I love it so much. So do you have a fabulous piece of clothing? If you had to choose one piece or jewelry or something, one item that you had to save in a fire, <laughs> do you have something? Wow. You know, that's interesting because if I had to save something in a fire, I think that everything that we own, you know, is, is replaceable too. Um, and that's, you know, as, so I am a professional organizer, you know, and I help people let go of things. I have, I have a red 
what would you call it? Like a light jacket that I like. Um, but God, you know, not enough in a fire to like, I have to save that piece. And that's almost what's most fun about this is like everything is rotating, revolving. I buy things and they don't work and I let it go. Just let it go and it, it saves room for something else. I, I buy things that I love and I wear out and then I let it go too. You know, it's just, I don't think I have a piece that I absolutely love, love, love. Well, somebody asked me that question the other day, you know, and I said, well, if I had to save five things out of my house, I couldn't think of five things. So these are like items that you like, you think you can't live without. I could not think of five things and my kids couldn't either, which is just amazing. Yet we carry so much clutter. I mean, you'll be so familiar with this. My house is full of stuff, yet we wouldn't, we can't think of five things to save. However, my entire wardrobe counted as one thing. I, 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 I couldn't part with my clothes. I, I absolutely love them. So it's so interesting. Yeah. You're now doing cluttering, would you say full-time or decluttering? What do you call yourself? A professional declutterer? Yes, is that, that is. Uh, yes. Uh, you, some people say it's a professional organizer. Right. I like to call myself the guru of letting go go. Oh, I love that. I love yes. that. Yeah, because I want to have fun with it too. Yes. It can be a very emotional um, you know, journey to guide people through letting go of, I call them, you know, these physical things that have been holding us back from our potential. Quite often, the things we have in our home, like, um, you know, grandmother's writing desk or something like that, yes. like not our style, but it was important to her. So then we think it's important to us, but why, you know, we're not writing it. And actually grandma wants you to be happy. So she doesn't care if you let go of her things. And, um, you know, the, the things that hold us back for our creativity, I know my muse, my muse needs space to create. When I sit down to write a song, if I'm sitting in a room and there are things that are, you know, piled up or, um, not put away, that's where my focus goes, right? Sometimes I use, um, cleaning as a procrastination technique, right? Oh God, I have to clean this place before I get to do my calling. And, um, so if we clear the clutter, if we create the space, if we remove the distractions, then our soul gets to be more creative and, um, and have space to create. So that's what I, that's what I help people do. Like just get rid of the stuff we don't need and, um, and create space for happiness. So that's kind of what I've been doing. It must be such a rewarding job. And um, yeah, I mean, can you tell us perhaps an example of, let's say, your worst thing that you've had to clean up or the worst situation that you've uncovered or the most rewarding client that you've had? You know, for almost everyone, the word overwhelm comes into play. You know, like I am overwhelmed. And so just being able to take that away from them you can physically see people's shoulders, uh, you know, go back and, um, and then they also a lot of times use the word now I can breathe. So these are the things I hear. I am so overwhelmed. I don't know where to start, or I don't know what to get rid of. And then a lot of times this is going to be a, a, a sound like an odd word, but 
they're looking for permission to let go of some things. Yes. Sometimes. You know, we don't yes. know um, how to let go. And yes. so I help them gently to cut that cord, that energetic cord. You know, you don't, you don't need all of these letters from someone who you don't love anymore, who it hurts you to look at them. Um, and then, yeah. So that at the end, I just, you know, I, I'm addicted. I could, I could live off of before and after pictures. <laughs> yes. So could I. I love them. And so, um, just, yeah. Giving people that after picture, you know, and, and a system and a plan to, to keep it going. And, um, that's what I just absolutely love. I want to say one of my favorite transformations was, um, I helped my mom, um, declutter and organize her closet. And it was, um, a while ago she had broken her hip so she couldn't move, you know, she couldn't like get up and do everything. And it was becoming a safety hazard for her to walk into her closet. And if she would trip over anything when she had a broken hip. So, um, I was able to really like go through things and just, and I loved that. And I know she wouldn't mind me telling you that I redid her closet. So, um, that was probably one of my favorite transformations because I took a client, my mom, who thought that like it was going to take a long time and it wasn't going to be fun. It wasn't going to be pleasurable. And I just got to let her sit there and I would hold things up and talk about why we're going to get rid of it or keep it. And then, you know, we got rid of clothes that were four decades old, you know, in some case. What a lovely bonding experience that must have been. I think that's yeah. wonderful to be able to do that. It was fun. And every time I go up to her house, I organize something else. (laughs) I'm sure. I'm sure. But no, yeah, it's, it's really great. It's really, I really love it. And I can help people virtually too. Um, So if any of your listeners are anywhere, um, I actually, I started helping people during the pandemic um, with, with decluttering their own, because it is a very personal journey as well. And again, I'm just leading you on that journey. So if I'm not there with you physically, it's okay. I can still help you virtually do it. And it's been, it's been really wonderful. Again, what, what opened up, you know, the fact that we can do this interview virtually, it's just awesome. I just love that about technology. And I mean, I, I've met so many um, amazing, fabulous people actually through the last two years while we've been forced to hang out around, you know, on Zoom. And I can tell you that so many of these fabulous women know me so much better than probably my real-time friends. I spend more time with them and I feel like I know them. They're really in my heart. Yes. You know, yet I've never met them in the flesh. It's a crazy situation, actually, but it is amazing what you can do. It is. When I'm on your side of the world, I would definitely call you. Exactly. And we would pick up. We would pick up. It wouldn't be like we would be meeting for the first time. We would just be picking up and saying, hi, how are you? Let's go and have, you know. So technology definitely has to be one of our fabulous things. What do you think? I think so. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I mean, and it's just opened up, again, not only for for friendship, but for business and especially for like, I mean, ourselves, we're busy moms, you know? So being able to do things like after I put my kids to bed has been amazing. And like you said, bringing people into my world through the stories, through the, um, the bright advertisements that I've been doing and things like that, just putting myself out there 
and look who I'm attracting because now I'm not just attracting just people locally to me in San Diego. I now have a global audience. It's so fantastic. And I just wanted to share with you. So when I had the idea for this podcast series, what I wanted it to do to achieve was to basically show people, uh, I wanted to show off fabulous people. And I wanted to show off that fabulous comes in all different guises. You know, I think people think that when I talk about looking and feeling fabulous, people might think that it's a bit superficial or it's frivolous, but actually, um, Fabulosity, fabulous comes in all different guises. And that's what I want to highlight. So whether you're fat, whether you're thin, tall, short, pink, whatever the case might be, you can be fabulous. You've just said, you know, you're tall, but you you decided that you were going to wear clothes that light you up now. It didn't matter what your body looked like. Um, So, you know, you can be fabulous, whoever you are. And so I thought that was the main sort of crux of my podcast and that's what it is but a happy side effect which I've just realized and I haven't even launched the first episode yet which is really lovely I can't wait to see what else emerges is that um, you know it's called fabulous to meet you because I love meeting people and actually there's such a um, epidemic and maybe a pandemic now of loneliness also really exacerbated by COVID and so many people have struggled so many people have really felt lonely, desperate, you know, um, not being able to see their families and that kind of thing. But actually, why does loneliness still exist? It's actually really easy to meet people. And all it requires is the confidence to just extend your hand and say, I would love to meet you. Let's meet. Invite someone for coffee. Um, If you see a stranger, just go up to them and say, hello, we haven't met yet. Um, I'm Yolanda, you know, who are you? And, And so actually, I think just by understanding that meeting people is a pleasurable experience, most people are fabulous, that actually we can really, I think it really alleviate loneliness to a large extent. Do you agree? I love that. Yeah. I love that. And <clears throat> I have some ideas for you, you know, oh, or your listeners as well. Yes. Um, so like attracts like. Yes. You know, so the energy that you are putting out in the world is going to be returned. So that is why you are so fabulous. You are attracted to me and vice versa, right? So working on yourself first, right? To get to that vibration and it's, it, it, and, and reaching out in the process. It's not like I have to wait until I'm at this vibration to attract the right person. We don't wait anymore. We just don't where we're at. But knowing like what you're putting out there is what's coming back to you. Yes. So, you know, um, just being aware of that situation. So my, one of my friends was telling me, oh, you're always so lucky. Everything works out for you. And I thought about that and I said, you know what? She's right. Because I always look for that. Even if something doesn't work out for me, there's a reason why, because something else is coming that's different or it's an obstacle that I just needed to learn and I overcome it. I don't, I don't slow down. I, I put out my seeds and I keep putting out my seeds. I keep putting them out to see what's going to return in that same token. Fashion can be a door opener as well. Even if you haven't found your fashion style yet, You can put out seeds into the universe by just commenting and complimenting people that you see around you that you like. I go out 
and I go out of my way. I'll yell across the street to a woman. I love your pants, you know, anything like that. And just watch how differently they walk, you know, or anything like that. And I, and I only do it genuinely, you know, when I really do love something and someone has gone above and beyond. And then I notice that I receive compliments too. And then that's a conversation door opener as well. So if you are a little shy, maybe in your personality, try something funky with your fashion as a conversation starter. You know, how many people, Yolanda, comment on your necklace or your hat or like all the time, right? Like people will always comment on your fashion or or things like that. And um, for me, I mean, I can't go a day with someone not saying something about my cupcake earrings or my huge glasses or my pink hair, you know, and, um, and I love it. I, I, I love that conversation starter. Oh, thank you. You know, I mean, so those are, those are great, great things. And again, since like attracts like, I think we can be more friendly to people because the people around us are going to be friendly, friendlier to us, yeah. you know, um, we don't have to be so scared of people. No. You're right. A lot of people are lonely. Love Can I tell you? Oh my gosh. It had to be like 15, 20 years ago. Now I was in a personal growth class and one of the assignments they said to do was go out and invite a stranger to lunch. And it changed my life. It was unbelievably hard. I went to a bookstore. Remember those bookstores <laughs> for who I was going? I mean, sweaty wow. palm. I'm a people person, you know, yes. but who am I going to invite to lunch? This is crazy, right? This is bananas. And I actually wound up to go, go in the bathroom and puking first. Cause I was like, I can't do this. I'm so nervous. I'm so just to like ask someone to lunch. And then again, I pulled myself up by my bootstraps. I put on my big girl panties and I went down an aisle and I saw like an older, an older gentleman. And, um, I said, hi, are you, um, are you hungry? Wow. <laughs> and he thought I was crazy. He just looked at me and he was like, what? And I said, oh, I, you know, I was going to go get lunch and I just didn't want to go by myself. I just, and he was like, like, get away from me, you know? And, I was like, oh, okay. You know, I'm just going to go eat lunch. If you, you know, if you wanted to join me and he, he looked at me like I was crazy and I felt like I was crazy. <laughs> and then, um, and then 10 minutes later he showed up at the restaurant and he's like, he's like, that was very strange, but he's like, I am hungry and I'm new to town and I have no friends. And we had the best lunch. I learned about my handwriting skills. He was a doctor. I mean, we had the greatest time. And we wound up forming a friendship. It is, it is, it is fabulous to meet you. And um, I introduced him to San Diego a little bit more. And it was, <laughs> I don't recommend everyone do that because that was a huge step. But it was again, it was a huge step. So if you're looking to create huge steps in your life, go ask a stranger to lunch, see what happens. Oh, I love that. That's, that's incredible. And you were incredibly brave. That, that really, that really is an incredible thing to do. So tell me about San Diego, San Diego. I've I've never been to San Diego. So you say it's in California. Tell me a bit more about it. Were you born there? 
I was not born here. I came here. Um, I was born in central California. So about five hours away in the mountains. And I came here um, to go to school. I studied music at San Diego state university and I just fell in love with it. It is a, just a beautiful gem of a place. It is, we've got the beaches, we've got the mountains, we've got everything. And um, the, the temperature is wonderful. And, and it's a, a lot of people have like outdoor living, a lot of outdoor living. And, um, you know, I met my husband here and he was born and raised here. And so um, we just, we love it. It's a wonderful place to raise children. We ride our bikes around the bay and we, um, we swim, we do lots of fun outdoor activities. And um, I just couldn't imagine living anywhere else. I love, I love this being my home. I do love to travel and go on vacation, but um, this is a wonderful place to be. I love San Diego. You will definitely have to come check it out. I don't need a second invitation. I will definitely be there. So tell me 30 minutes from um, Mexico, from Tijuana. So we're right by the border. Mm Mm-hmm. So do you hop over for weekends and things? Yes. Oh. When I when I was younger, it was um very much you can drink you can drink in um in Mexico at an earlier age than you can here in the States. So it was a huge thing. <laughs> oh my goodness. So tell me one of your most fabulous things about San Diego. Well, I grew up in a very small town, very small. And um, in fact, that, you know, like a traffic light, a traffic signal, they didn't put one in until my senior year of high school. So it was very small. And um, in San Diego, it, it just never stops that there are so many opportunities that if you want to go to a music concert, there is something going on. There is just so much to do here that um, anything that that um you know strikes your like you want to try something you do it it's 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 here it's just so amazing it really sounds amazing and tell me as a singer and a songwriter and a fabulous musician do you have a favorite genre of music or a favorite song Mm. of all time your favorite song of all time do you have something like that I, you know, it's funny. I love a lot of music, but when you ask me that question, the song that pops into my head is uh, Pink Floyd, Wish You Were Here. I just love Pink Floyd. I know nothing. Oh, I do. I was going to say, I know nothing about Pink Floyd, but of course I know the brick brick in the wall. Oh yeah. Uh Yeah. yeah, That's that's the only thing I know. Okay. So I'll have to have a look. What was it called again? Uh, Wish You Were Here. Wish You Were Here. Wish You Were Here. But I, you know, I think that just also reminds me of just a beautiful time in life with people too. You know, so um, music can bring memories. I, um, speaking of fabulousness, I I love to read as well, um, big thick books, and I um, I host and um, the San Diego singer songwriter. Uh, book club. So what we do is we all read a gigantic thick book that we've all agreed on. And then we write a song inspired by that book. And then we, um, we share them together in a book club setting. So we discuss the book. Some people hate the book. Some people love the book, but we've all written our song on it. And then, um, and then we share them. And I, I, I love the, the song babies that come out of these, uh, these book clubs, you know, we've all been inspired by the exact same material and they are 20 different versions of that inspiration because everyone has such a different take on it. That has got to be one of the most fabulous things I've ever heard. I think that's an amazing idea. How fantastic. What a creator. Who came up with that? That's amazing. I I didn't come up with it. I stole the idea 
I borrowed else, it. But that person someone else, amazing. Someone else was doing this in Brooklyn or something like that. And I heard about it. Someone else was doing wow. it in Seattle. And I was like, I want to do this. So five years ago, we started just doing this in my living room, a few of us. And it's still pretty small. Um, this this next time we are, we're taking it on the road. We're going to a, a bookstore and we're going to share. But um, yeah, th- these, these songs that come out of it are just amazing. And, um, where can we hear some of them? Oh, oh, um, yeah, I can probably, you're going to have to share it somehow just little snippets or something. Cause I think that's so fantastic. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it's an amazing idea. Yeah, we've done, um, we have actually shared some of the songs with the authors who just go bananas over it. Cause like you took my art and you made more out art out of it. This is amazing. And so that's fun too. But um, yeah, cause there's inspiration everywhere. Okay. And I just love that's Okay. That is definitely one of my most fabulous things that I have been involved in and that I absolutely love doing. And it takes time and it takes energy, but it's worth it. You know, oh my God, I love it. Do you like musicals? I, I do. Love, I love musicals. Do you have a favorite musical? I don't know how I would choose my favorite musical. Man, I don't know. I don't know. I love different ones for different reasons, you know, but I do write musicals as well. <gasps> so my, um, my husband, who is also very fabulous, yes. he is a puppeteer. No. Yes, I love, oh, I love puppets. Yes. He is a puppeteer and he also is an improv comedian. Oh, <laughs> I would love to be a fly on the wall in your household. It's very fun. When I was younger, before we met, I was on a dating site called, uh, here it's called Plenty of Fish. And one of the questions on it was, what is your idea of a perfect first date? And I was going through our local paper Again, there's so much to do in San Diego. And I see that there is a vampire improv puppet show called Suck It. And um, it was playing for like two weekends or something. And I wrote that down. I said, this is my idea of a perfect first date. Well, I never went to the show, but people would email me off the side. They're like, that sounds fantastic. Let's go. And I said, no, no, no. That's just my idea of a perfect first date. I didn't go to the show. You know, it's already over. You have to find something that's similar to that. You know, not not just a walk on the beach and coffee. Flash forward years and years later, I meet my husband. It was his show. (gasps) No. Isn't that crazy? That that is crazy. That's one of my favorite. I love that story. That's one of my fabulous stories (laughs) of yours. (laughs) Yes. I mean, so like it was meant to be. It was really meant to be. But so we, um, so when he started wooing me, he makes, uh, we have a, there might be there too, a 48 hour film competition. And, um, so we make short films, seven minute movies in 48 hours, like a, like a chunk of a weekend. Right. And we'll make this film. And, um, when we first started dating, he wanted to impress me. So he said, if you want to write some songs for it, you know, you can do that. And so now I think this is probably our 12th year we've done this and, um, we write puppet musicals. So everyone else is doing these like very, (laughs) very serious drama movies. And we write puppet musicals for uh, 48 hours and we have actors and singers and puppets and, um, and I'll share some of those with you. Those have been very fun to do, but, um, those are the musicals that I really, I love. Cause I have, you know, again, my muse, she likes a deadline. She likes like, okay, we have, we only have 
40 hours to make the movie, which means you have three hours to write the script and all the music so that then we can teach it to the actors. They can act it out. We can film it. We can you know, do all of this. So, so I just love being able to turn on, I call this like universal download, right? It is, it, it's now, now is go time. I turn it on and the music, everything just comes boom. And um, so that's, and, and it's, it's intense and it's amazing. And I can only imagine like it happens because, you know, I create, I've created the space to do it in. I've given my muse the time. And, um, I just, I, it's one of my favorite things. It's one of my favorite weekends. Actually, we just, we create and, um, and my husband, he is amazing, but he, his biggest superpower is that he is a, um, a, a connector of people. So, he, um, he finds people who are passionate about something and he connects them. And it is, again, it's his favorite thing to do. It's his superpower. And, um, I think that's one of the reasons we work so well together, but he just holds everybody up to their highest, their highest level. And so he gives me that time and space to do that. And we just go. So that's been fun. So tell me, are you the only puppet musical producer person? I mean, is it a thing? Is it a thing? Or are you the only one? <laughs> I don't know. It might be a thing. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, we just have fun with it. You know, you, um, you're incredibly creative. Honestly, you blow my mind. You're seriously more, even more fabulous if that's possible than I thought. You and, and those are the things I don't even really talk about, you know, on, on, on Facebook, cause I'm building the, the organizing business, but yeah, people ask me all the time, how do you have time to do all this stuff? How do you have time to write songs and write puppet musicals and be a mom and do all this. And it really comes to, I think it comes down to shedding the shit. If I can say that, that doesn't matter. The stuff that doesn't matter. Do I cook? No, (laughs) you know, I don't have time for that shit. I, yeah. And I don't feel guilty about it. You know, there's like, there's things in my life that I'm like, I am not here to cook you mac and cheese. I just can't. I don't have time for I am here for my highest purpose. You know, I am here to help people um, have fun on this planet and in this lifetime and do good and meet other people who are fabulous and connect each other, you know, and take strangers out to lunch and sing Finnish folk songs and wear cupcake earrings and all of the things. (laughs) Unison, you are such an inspiration, honestly. Thank you so, so much for your time for the second time. I'm not going to bugger it up this time. <laughs> I don't think I can if say that on my podcast. Again, it's totally fine. <laughs> so if people need and everybody needs help with decluttering, because let's face it, you get too close to your own stuff. It's useful to have an objective opinion, isn't it? So if they needed your services, where would they find you? Right now, look for me. Um, you know, as Yolanda's friend on Facebook, I'm <laughs> Colthurst, U-N-I-S-O-N. So Unison, that's my birth name. You know, my parents are, um, they wanted their family to be together and their house to be filled with music. So they named their first child Unison and then their second child, Mark, and then Teresa. Can you believe it? <laughs> I love that. So funny. But anyway, yeah, so I'm Unison Colthurst. You're the only on one. Facebook or Instagram. And, um, 
yeah, I'm putting some packages together to really help people uh, virtually and working on some coaching that we can do together. So if that is something of interest to you to shed your shit so you can create more space for time and just like things that really matter to you, please contact me. I'm very nice. You are so, so nice. I'm so grateful that you came into my world. So thank you so much for your time. We will definitely speak again. And I'm now going to press the um, stop button.